What's up, everyone? Welcome into More Important Issues. More Important Issues is brought to you by our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. And here's a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange bridges. Something about them orange bridges. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayer. And Tennessee can say hello with column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of More Important Issues. It is Sunday, July 25th. It is great to be back. I know it's not, you know, not a whole lot going on. What's up, Credence? Good to have you in as always. Go ahead and get those, uh, drop those questions in the chat. Let's let's get get going with, uh, we talked about last episode. We're like, hey, whatever y'all want to talk about, let's do it. This is a great time. In fact, I sat down on, some, well, did you watch the, have you watched any of the Olympics? I guess is my first question. I haven't. Um I've kept up with the basketball team because that's yeah. hilarious to me. Well, the timing of it sucks. I don't. They played late, late last night. Um, I fell asleep watching the swimming events last night. Not a can't stay up quite as late as I used to be. Uh, not as good as I once was, if you will. There you um, go. So yeah, I fell asleep watching. When's the when's the track start? I believe it might start Monday. I think it all kind of culminates next weekend, though. Um, so the. Yeah, none, none of that too exciting. For some reason, NBC is fatuated, infatuated with beach volleyball. A lot of beach volleyball has been on. Um, so, yeah, I've been watching a whole lot. I'm also not into skateboarding. I know it's a big deal because it's the first time in the Olympics, but not into it. Yeah, um, it just seems kind of – yeah, it, it, there's not a lot of hype to it. I, well, um, I also just don't get it. Like, I don't understand scoring point. I can be like, yeah, that was cool. But I don't know if it's a hard move. I don't know if it's – I don't know what it's, yeah. the points are worth. I'm just talking it. about the Olympics in general. I, I feel know. like it's usually like a big event. But, yeah, for some reason, a lot of people just aren't as bought in as usual. Well, I think what sucks is it the years that it's like 12 hours ahead, that's when it really sucks because you can't – everything's going it's on hard really to see late it. at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's not – yeah, it's definitely not as good. Like I remember I think it was – I mean, obviously had it on live, but I think when they had it in, in Korea last, I think they also ran it during the day. But by that point, everybody had either heard about it or seen highlights or watched it live. So it was like when they were running the big events in midday, you were like, I don't care. Right. <laughs> nah, I don't know. 
But I was thinking about it today. I was like, man, we, we were talking about last week how lucky we were with um, the NBA being pushed back. So you had the the finals. Um, you know, you still had um, God. What else was was happening last week that we're like we have plenty to talk about? Um, I guess the MLB draft was still fresh, so people were. I don't know. It's like we got lucky this year with how things kind of got extended. Um, so now we just have like three weeks. Well, I mean, really, if you want to, we talk high school football on the show. So really, just a few weeks until football kind of gets going. So not not too long of dog days of summer. We got lucky this year. Yeah, and scrimmages are starting to to start up. I think the Jamboree is two – will be two weeks from Friday. So In Neyland. Two and a half weeks, yeah. Um, so, yeah, football is is right around the corner. It's it's wild. Thanks for baseball for getting us this far into the summer. Yep. Um, so we don't have, you know, too long to go without a ton of content. So, we, yeah, we it's going to be fun. We had SEC media days, which I don't know if you want to call it sports or not, but at least gives you like more to somewhat more to talk about. I don't know. A lot of coach uh, speak. Yeah. I mean, we t- it's like you only get so much from it, but it's, I guess it's, it, it is a talking point. So that helps. Um, Credence asked this one. Landon, probably my, I'd actually, Credence asked, do y'all have any Tennessee autographs? I actually, like currently owned, I don't have any. I'm not a big, we, we've actually discussed this, how I'm, I'm not a big autograph guy. You're not a huge autograph guy. You have some. Um, I had some like growing up. I, I had a uh, um, a football with like the '98 team that it, it was signed by mm-hmm. the '98 team. That's cool. I don't know which brother has it now, um, but we had it at the house. That's really like the only one I remember. We I've never been big autograph person, so I don't, I don't know if you have. I got I, I got I a, what all you have? A happy birthday from Peyton Manning when I was it was my first birthday, and uh, he was my mom worked in the um, bookstore at the time and uh he signed that for me it's on a little piece of paper i got peerless price what what, what month was that that was it february or did she just have you write happy birthday and store it away for a couple months i think it was in february <laughs> at that point um maybe maybe it's just to landon so like it was in my dad's office for a long time but, right, but i'm thinking like, she just it like says my name it. on it so like i kind of have to Take it with me. No, I'm just thinking. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I was kind of thinking, like, uh, maybe she saw him in October and was like, This would be a great birthday gift. We'll maybe she it. did. Um, <laughs> I actually don't know. Um, I didn't even realize, like, like, I always just thought it was a picture until I was like seven or eight years old. And I was like, Oh, oh Peyton Manning is actually somebody I need to pay attention to as a small child. Like, this autograph is kind of cool to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, Peerless Price. I got a uh, Tony Vitello. I got Garrett Crochet, Luke Hoshaver. Um, I got a Mariano Rivera. It's not Tennessee, but that's probably a that's a really I, I, yeah, that, that's fair. I, it does say Tennessee autographs. I didn't realize that. I guess yeah. I read it, but I wasn't paying attention. Um, and then he also asked what jamboree. It's the KIL, the Knoxville area jamboree. Um, they normally they used to play it at Neyland for years and years and years. Got away from it recently. And uh, shout out to Philip Former. Is that the best thing he did in his tenure as the AD? Nice. That's pretty cool. I'll give him that. I mean, John Curry pulled off more in his tenure as an AD than former did, if you're looking back on it. I mean, are you just assuming – well, John Curry, did he bring Lady Vols back? Is that Are you giving him yeah. that? And yeah, Lady Vols and Tony Vitello. Yeah, I mean, I would say right now, yeah. I would Oof. agree with that. Oof. I would oh, well. love to see it. You yeah. love to see it. At least, I mean, he got something, I guess. He, he brought – I think that's a really cool thing to have high school players get to experience playing on in Neyland Stadium. Even if it's not the same atmosphere, you're kind of all pressed into one side of the stadium. 
no, no. It's but cool. uh, yeah, it, it is really cool to to see. I yeah, I'm, I mean, I've never we got to do it. Yeah, I, I've never bought, and and I mean, it was obviously a really cool experience, and I just think the it ruins the field or they can't get the field back is just a pretty overrated thing. You play, mm-hmm. I mean, in total, like what twelve quarters on it, maybe, and it's yeah, running and clock, and um, you're giving those college students that major in um, artificial or yeah. not, whatever it is, turf management, and turf management, yeah, yeah, um, you, you're giving them something to do, exactly, and. and it's not like it's in like December, November when it's like, you really got to take care of the grass. Like it's in the best time of the year for that grass. So yep. it's fine. Um, it's not a big deal. Delicious. So yeah, yeah, that is, that is cool to see. Um, we are going to go ahead and jump into the dive into the show. Um, like I said, drop those questions. We'll talk, we'll do it, but we're going to go ahead and jump in. We're going to talk some of, we're going to talk some roster, some of the big transfers, Tennessee maybe benefits from transfers this year. I, I mean, I think at certain positions, it's definitely true. Um, how much they benefit, obviously, to be determined. But they're going to have to because you only can sign 25 guys anyways um, in total, and you don't have a lot on the roster. So you really did have to kind of go out and try to get as many imp- immediate impact guys as you possibly could. Yeah, and they added quite a bit. Um, I'll kind of read off that list a little bit. Dejon Terry, uh, Juwan Mitchell, Javante Payton, Caleb Tremblay, William Mohan, Joe Milton, Hendon Hooker, Kamal Haddon. Um, Brandon Turnage, and then Chase McGrath is the kicker from USC. So um, quite a bit of transfers. Uh, I know a lot of it had to do with you had to replace a lot of the guys you lost. Um, Probably more than a normal year you're going to see. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, so definitely some some impact guys in there, some guys that have you know multiple years of eligibility. They're not just one and done. Um, and I think that was big for Josh Heupel and the staff. Now, now there is some like one and done, I think. Um, Hendon Hooker, yeah, I think he is, and I yeah. think Javante Payton and Caleb Tremblay is as well. Yeah, and and like I mean, obviously you like to get guys that are going to be here long longer term than one year, but at the same time, it was also just you need physical bodies at this point, so you had to go you had to go out and get some guys, and um, I think they did address. I, I mean, I don't know if you even could have addressed all the needs you. Yeah, there's no way. You'd have to <laughs> replace like your whole entire roster. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I like the Brandon Turnage and Kamal Haddon, um, you know, those at defensive back. I, th- I mean, I think those are going to be immediate impact guys. I, I mean, I not that they'll necessarily start because I don't know if they start, but, but I think they're going to come in, get playing time, make an impact on that defense. I mean, those I think are – So who is your biggest who, impact guy? Well, I was about to say before – before last week, I, I'm just running with with our our listeners here. Somebody came in, just hopped in. I don't remember who it was, and was just like, "Dude, did Joe Milton? I saw some iPhone video from a balcony, and and he's going to win the Heisman." And so now I'm like, I'm I'm all in on Joe Milton. It doesn't take much to get me on board. I I heard that okay. from a random guy that probably I think had a burner account on Twitter, and I'm in. Signed, sealed, delivered. Like Joe Milton for Heisman. I think he might be the biggest impact guy. This is all me pretty much talking out of my ass just because someone said that last episode. But I, I want to know he, where where did you, said where that, from a balcony did you see Joe Milton throw? Because yeah, I don't see again. There's so many plot holes in this. He said like the fraternity park, one of the balconies. I haven't looked at. I need to look at like Google Maps. I can pull that up in a second. But I, what I was gonna say is, if he had told me this in April, I've been like, shut your mouth. No. But he said it so close to football season. I'm in. I'm sold. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Milton, there you go. That's <laughs> your no, biggest. I, I, I don't. I don't know who your biggest impact guy is. Uh, that that I think is a good question. 
Um, I, I think it's, I think it's probably going to be Jawan Mitchell. It's probably your biggest impact guy because he fills a need. That's your brother, right? And experience. Yeah, we're actually um, we're related in the form of the way West Rucker does it. Um, <laughs> so, if you could you imagine if I said I was related to everybody with the last name Mitchell? I mean, I guess it's possible. I'm not willing to say no, but he does feel an immediate need. He has a cool last name, um, but he also brings experience. Like it's not when you say fill an immediate need. Like if I went in there and was listed as a linebacker, I guess I could technically be filling an immediate need. But he does. He brings in experience and um, I guess veteran leadership. Like he he's played at a high level and performed well at a high level. So I, not that I think he's going to be better than Henry Toto because to be determined, but I do think it adds a lot to your defense. Yeah, I think so too, just because of what you lost. I think he's probably the most productive. Um, you know, like you said, he, he's done it in another league before in a, at a power five school. He's uh, actually he's, ahead of the curve. Um, yeah. I was about to say, well, actually he's done it at an SEC school. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's ahead of the curve. He wanted to play in the SEC like now and, and not wait a year or so whenever Texas actually does it. So, yeah, I think um, he had 62 tackles last season in a shortened season. Um, I think I looked up Henry Toto. He had 76. So, I mean, around the same, I guess. So, I think that's that's good to see those numbers very similar. And Henry Toto was Tennessee's best defensive player last year. I don't think there was any real doubt about that. Maybe Bryce Thompson makes a case. But, yeah, I mean, you're – a guy that's going to play on Sundays, you're looking at Henry Toto. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's good to get a guy like Juwan Mitchell. I think that's huge. That's probably my most productive. Um, but biggest boost, I think, for me, um, and, and maybe you can argue Juwan Mitchell is, but I think Dejon Terry is. Just from what, you know, from a pass rushing standpoint, what you lost, I think it's going to be tough to replace those guys. So, I think if you can do it in the interior, that's something to say. And uh, I think Dejon Terry could really be a big boost for, for this team. And I think it's a guy that Rodney Gardner knew. And, you know, I, I think when you look at this staff and it's those people that they brought in, I think they got a better chance of playing right away. And that, that's kind of the same for Joe Milton as well. But, uh, yeah, I really like Dejon Terry from the looks of him. He's just big. Like, everything about him is big. And uh, I think that, that goes a long way in the SEC. Right. Yeah, he is, he is big. I, I don't. I'm. I'm not a Joe Milton truther. I've, I've now I've seen it like two or three times. I don't know if people are just saying it to say it um, about how he looks like he might be the best. I mean, from what you've seen of him, and I'm not talking about the practice field because I haven't seen any of that. Not a lot of people have. But what you've seen of him, I mean, he's not necessarily better than any other quarterback on the Tennessee roster. So I'm not saying he's going to be the guy. I don't know. I, I do think there's got to be like. I mean, Something to him that Josh Heupel brought him in. Yeah, he's the only guy on the roster that Heupel's brought in. Mm-hmm. Hinden Hooker transferred in before Heupel had got or had announced he was going to transfer. I think before Heupel had gotten here. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that means anything. We'll find out. No clue. But yeah, I think like body type, he's definitely the most impressive looking. Um, but you got to be able to play. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think he might need to go to the other need on the other side of the ball at linebacker with the body size he has. The defensive um, end, he's that big. Or defensive, or defensive end, how fast? How fast is he? Can he? Can he? Uh, does he got enough bend to get around an offensive? Um, I, I did have those. Uh, hold on a second. 
Joe Milton, top max velocity miles per hour, 20 miles per hour. Now, where are you pulling these? <laughs> where are you getting these statistics from? Um, so that somebody tweeted this. Maybe well, oh, oh, was it Tennessee's like uh who's who tweeted like we were faster? I, like we're was it Javante Payton? I think it, it, it was. May have, it may have been. Yeah, because he he was up there. So Joe, Joe Milton's actually, you know, running around and practice a little bit. Like he's getting he's getting his steps in. Yeah, there you go. I think you would assume most quarterbacks are, you know. I, listen, all the all the shit talk about specialists and what they do at practice. Quarterbacks really don't do much more. Uh, Hendon Hooker got he was at twenty point six miles per hour, so he's a little faster than Joe Milton, but he's also a little smaller than Joe Milton. I mean, I think I would have guessed Hendon Hooker was faster if if we're doing that game. Yeah, he's. It, I mean, he's. What are they listed as? But know. dude, some about Hendon Hooker. So they mentioned on. SEC Media Day, it was Greg McElroy, I think, and uh, who else was there? I don't know. Somebody else. I forget who it was. But uh, they said it's a three-man race between Joe Milton, um, Harrison Bailey, and I thought – did they say Hendon Hooker? They might have said Hendon Hooker. I thought they left him out. Okay, so they, they is, said they went Mauer or they went uh, – Yeah, I thought they said Mauer, which is weird because that's – I don't think that at all. Um, yeah, this probably wouldn't be my like my assumed top three. Right. But is does that give Hinton Hooker – maybe he's the guy? If it's a three-man race and Hinton Hooker wasn't mentioned, I'm going to go with he's not the guy. I'm going to go – well, so it was just them talking about the quarterback. Like, I feel like they don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know what they – yeah, I mean, I don't know what they know. I wouldn't pick him. I wouldn't – what we know right now. If he, if he was in my top three, he'd be number three. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. That's so, pretty much what I was saying. So, yeah. I I agree with that. Um, the Innocent Culprit asks, have you all heard about the kicker from Europe? Like, as nope, but I'm intrigued. Tennessee? Is he going to no, rugby-style kick it? What's rugby-style? Or I guess drop punt kick? it. Yeah, you're gonna oh, drop. Oh, is he a rugby punter? Um, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Rugby punting, punting style was like a thing for a few years, and then everyone quit doing Just it. Stop. Like I, there's like no one that rugby style kicks anymore. And I don't mean like necessarily in how they hold the ball, because a lot of punters have found out different ways to drop the ball to get different, um, either spin on it or uh, like launch angle and stuff. I mean, like with the one where they roll out to the right and then kick a line drop down the field. I, you That you used to see it for like three years. Every team did it or had that in their arsenal. I've not seen anyone do it in a long time. So yeah, I, I've not heard about a kicker from Europe. Um, I'm intrigued, though. No, I don't know. Credence asked, uh, he wasn't here last time. Did we talk about Texas and OU? We did. We'll talk about it again real quick. We will do an overview of last episode before we get in. I, I personally think – I know a lot of people are like, it doesn't help SEC. It doesn't help OU Texas. Like, what's the – like, why? I think it helps both parties involved. I also have a conspiracy theory that I'm sitting on until we know more information. But I'll go ahead and give you the gist of it. The SEC is trying to break away from the NCAA. That's my conspiracy theory. And a lot of you all are probably like, Caleb, you're crazy. Conspira- if a conspiracy theory was saying, it wouldn't be called a conspiracy theory. It would just be called like a, like a fact. So it's got to be a little insane to classify it as conspiracy theory. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that too. I think they're 
they're just trying to overpower the NCAA. But but, but I feel like they're going to do the exact same thing as the NCAA. No, yeah, it's like what we talked about. They're like going to reinvent the reinvent Gable. Um, yeah, with streaming. What we talked about there. I just um, I do think I don't know I don't know if I mentioned this on the show. I think the SEC is like if we're going to have a twelve team playoff, we might as well just have like a SEC season. Because if we're if we're being honest, I mean, Greg Sankey has made some very questionable decisions in the last couple of years regarding, like the transfers and all that stuff. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's another thing. Is like I, I don't know, and so it's not like I, I feel so much better in no. in his arms than I do the NCAA. That, that's a that's a fair point too. Um, yeah, I, no, I, I don't know if it's necessarily better. I do know that college football. I was like. Sorry, somebody. The format of college football, and I know I've mentioned it on the show, it's just so stupid. Like it's just the, it's the dumbest format of any league of any anything, any sport of any league of any country. It, it's it just makes no sense, and it's dumb. And I stand by that. Just I'll go watch it. Sixty-four teams, right? We should do that. A sixty-four team playoff? Yeah. No, I'm very against that. <laughs> I mean, does it not feel like that's where it's going to end up? I don't think it, I, I don't. I, I think the largest it's going to get is twelve teams. I think if anything, you know, you talked about reinvent and cable. I think it'll go. If anything, if it changes past twelve teams, I think it'll go back to BCS style. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just go back to it. And if they, I mean, circle of life. <laughs> yeah. No. A hundred percent. I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm not saying the BCS is better. I don't know if a twelve team playoff will be better. Um, I've, I don't know if you can fix the current structure that is the NCAA, um, but. I don't know. I just don't. I don't see it getting past twelve, especially. I don't know how you would, because that's. What are you up to? Eight, seventeen games now. If you if you're college champion, if you're the full college football playoff champion, seventeen games. Yeah. I mean, maybe that helps know. with the NFL injuries, maybe, or maybe like, maybe people don't even make it to the NFL. Maybe. Because. Yeah, no, that's many games in college. No, that's the I think that's a lot of people's concern. And maybe that too is um uh maybe the NFL just goes to like year round. They just play yeah. every week. I mean if we're talking about CTE and, and all that stuff, playing more games is not helping that at all. I feel like CTE's kind of faded out. Like I haven't heard okay, people you think like, COVID man. took its place? <laughs> yeah, oh hundred <laughs> percent. I just haven't heard people like mention it. Like no one's like CTE advocate anymore. I'm not it's joking like, about COVID, by the way. Okay, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying. I, I threw a COVID joke out there today. It's okay, sort of. <laughs> Did you see the mask I tweeted out that they were wearing at the swimming on the yeah what? on the podium? I just know that? like that's it looks like a jock strap. I think it looks like Bane's mask, kind of. I'm Bane. Yeah, that's what, that's what it looks like. And then I tweeted out the guy wearing what I assume were his ladies' um, delicates. I don't think mm. it is. Nice. For him, I just love the idea that he's like, I should wear this into the store, even as a joke. It seems a little weird. Pretty hot. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, but I, I am a fan. I'll, I'll tell you. I think if the SEC adds good teams, I and I'm not an SEC. Like I, I don't cheer for other SEC teams. Like just like just for conference. If I'm cheering for another SEC team, it's because I either hate the team they're playing, or I think it could help Tennessee in that mo- like in that season. Or you bet on them. Or a better. Yeah, that's the new one this year. So it's not just like SEC prod for me. But I think if you're adding good teams, then I think it's like it's good for the SEC. Like if the SEC went out and tried to add 
um, Maryland, what the fuck? Like, that's stupid. Um, but like, if you're adding a, a consistent, you're adding a consistent playoff, you know, contender, and then you're adding a, cons- a team that's been at the top of college football. I mean, they're the Dallas Cowboys. I know they're in Texas, so yes, but they're the Dallas Cowboys of college football. Like, whether you like it or not, whether they're good or not, they're going to be talked about. Yeah. And so I think adding them is a positive. And we can rag on Missouri. Like, did, did the SEC adds you know, a good team in Missouri? Probably not, but they did play in Atlanta the first two seasons they were part of the SEC. So it's kind of hard to really bash on them. Right. Yeah, like, if we had Missouri and Texas A&M, <clears throat> there's no reason why Oklahoma and Texas – can't, like we're not the Southeastern Conference anymore. No, we're, we're we, but we've been past that since we added Arkansas. Right. We said it like you know, south of the Mason-Dixon line, east of the Mississippi is the Southeast. It's very very simple. Once you added Arkansas, that was gone. Yeah. Um, once you added Missouri and A and M, it was definitely gone. I don't know what you rename it. Maybe you just name it the SEC, and you don't have like what it stands for. People are like South. No, it's not the South. It's not the Southeastern Conference. It's just the SEC. That's it. I think they should do like kind of like the Washington football team. It's like the okay. The conference or just conference. something. I yeah. actually like that. I do yeah. like that. The conference. What are you going to do about it? I, I think those are your two options. You either just drop Southeastern Conference and just SEC. And it's, you know, is it confusing? Maybe. I don't know. Or you just go the Washington football route and, yeah, you just the, the, conference. the conference. Actually, I think that's kind of like a – that's a dominance move. to the Yeah, I, I mean, if, if it's true, like, they're reaching out to more teams, which – who knows? Um, but yeah, that that would be the only option. You you can't be like, oh, the the South Conference, because I mean, Kentucky is not really considered South, or really, uh, right? It's Appalachia. Come on. Well, I guess there's a lot. There's a lot of Northern Appalachia areas too. I don't know. I it, I would consider it the South. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, you're not reaching out to Michigan and, and calling it the South. Right, right. No, it's long and past. A, and the, actually, maybe the, the South Conference, maybe that's not a great. I don't know. I'm kind of for it. Route. We talked about the, like the Dolly Parton, and you just split them up in the North and the South, and you just go at it like the Dixie Stampede. That's First off, Dolly Parton should be involved somehow. I don't know how, but she figured it out. Did you well, maybe see like that? the NCAA is, Volume 2? There you go. They just this go is, right for it. Like, hey, this is what we're going for. I'm, I I like it. I mean, don't – yeah, you're going to reinvent cable. Let's be honest yeah. if they do that. Um, but I, I do want to talk about our opponents. Um, but before we do that, speaking of Dolly Parton, did you see her for her husband's birthday? Oh, my God. Dude, she's hot. <laughs> Dolly Parton's hot. Like, I, I've always been a big Dolly Parton fan. She was hot. She is hot. She'll always be hot. Props to her husband, dude. I oh, mean – good for him. He's doing something right. Everything, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, to get her to do that and, and then post it out to everybody, congrats on the sex, man. You think they had sex? Oh, yeah. It was like his 80th birthday. Oh, yeah. I mean, they tried. I don't know what actually happened. I kind of don't want to know what actually happened, but, yeah, they definitely tried. I'm, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so They've been saving it up. They haven't done anything for a year. They just just once a year kind of thing at that point. Yeah, which is pretty impressive, to be honest. So, yeah. Can't hate. I can't hate. Um, going back to the transfer, before we move on a little bit, I, I did want to mention, like, um, kind of two guys I'm kind of intrigued about to see kind of how impactful they are, and that's Brandon Turnage and uh, and Javante Payton. Javante Payton, you know, we've heard his speed is, you know, perfect for this offense. He's been in the SEC. But I just don't know, like, 
how many guys are going to touch this football in this offense because you got guys like Velas Jones, Jalen Hyatt, or obviously two guys that are going to start. Who's that third guy? Is it Javante Payton? And then if it is, like how many targets does he actually get? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how impactful he can be. And, too, right now you don't know if you have a quarterback that can get the ball to them. Correct. Yep. And then um, Brandon Turnage, I mean, we haven't really – like he didn't have a ton of looks at Alabama, didn't play a ton. Right. And so, you know, he's a guy that we've heard got on the field at Alabama somewhat a lot in, during special teams and stuff. You know, I know Tennessee's a lot different talent-wise right now due to our, you know, previous staff. But, uh, yeah, he's intriguing because I, I think you have a lot of room in that defensive backfield where a guy can come in and kind of make an immediate impact, even if he doesn't start. Um, you right. know, we saw Danico Slaughter start the first game last year and didn't do anything after the fact. No, for sure. And, and as far as um, as far as the – Special teams goes. I mean, adding guys that can play special teams right now is big because you don't have a ton of depth. So getting more bodies in there, whether where the turnage plays a ton on the defensive side of the ball makes an impact. If he can give you plenty of quality snaps and special teams, you also need those guys. Right. Yep. Um, any more transfers y'all think could go land? Teddy Arnold asked that. Um I mean this year, no. I don't think you add any more. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's possible this late. I'm sure there's some people looking, but I don't. I don't know. Um, but we'll we'll see. And then credence asked real quick before you go into football. Any more baseball transfers? Um, I mean, I think you could maybe add one or two, um, and kind of see what happens. I feel like the big one was McCormick from West Virginia, the catcher. Yeah, that that was big to get. Um, you saw Pavoloni sign today with the the Baltimore Orioles. Um. But yeah, there's not a like getting Luke Lipsius and you know getting that transfer in, getting some guys in the bullpen. You know, you got a couple of starters in there um, from the transfer. I don't just don't, I don't unless it's like a a really good middle infielder, third baseman. Um, I just don't think there's a lot of holes in that. And I'm not saying those are really holes. They're just not. I don't know like the for sure guy that's going to start in that position. But they do have some right. guys on that roster that are capable of playing at those three positions. Yeah, no, I, I, that's kind of thing is like, you are there guys out there? Baseball could have probably so. Um, and the good thing, Tennessee's in a really good position where guys are going to reach out to them to want to transfer in, you know, they're not having to go out of their way to, to find a kid kind of like Josh Heupel has had to do, um, you know, Ross Kivett told me if I was at Tennessee, I could, uh, you know, kind of recruit from my couch because, you know, kids want to come here. Kids want to be a part of that, um, a team that just went to Omaha. So, yeah, um, I think they could maybe add a, one or two more guys, but uh, I think they're pretty pretty set right now unless somebody came along. Obviously, that was just a take anywhere in the country. Right. Absolutely, which is a good spot for Tennessee's uh, roster to be in. Uh, Graham, we'll get to your question after football. He's got a question regarding basketball. I'll hang on to that. Um, I saw it talked about a little bit this week, but I do want to jump into football because we got, I know, kind of a, a longer topic. We'll, uh, we'll we'll run through it, though, fairly quickly because I know we've kind of talked about it throughout the, you know, the offseason and, of course, we will um, during the season. But we wanted to – we haven't really talked about – we talked about opponents and kind of where Tennessee could finish. Um, 
but haven't really talked about where maybe opponents will be when Tennessee sees them. And me and Landon kind of talked, we talked about this for about 30 minutes on, on Saturday together. Um, so wanted to talk about it on the show because I think there's some like intriguing parts to not just Tennessee's schedule, but also the SEC East and maybe I guess the SEC <laughs> as a whole. But uh, run by these games. Not a lost Caleb in there. Um, and no really implications. I guess he should just go flat out in those games. I know some people are going to make that Kentucky fan out, unfortunately. First, never arguing on the internet never does anything. I don't know why. Some people just get me sucked. Um, I was arguing with a Kentucky fan today, and I feel like I was just saying the same things over and over again. Um, yeah, that guy was a moron. Yeah, he was just like, your expectation shouldn't be to beat Kentucky. I was like, we've gone three and seven in the last 10 years. Why should my expectation not be to beat Kentucky? What the heck? Like, what are you talking right. about? And I pretty much just kept saying that over and over. Um, because Yeah, and they haven't beat us at home since 85. So, yeah, that's ab- absolutely the expectation. Yeah, and I kind of want to go into that when we talk about Kentucky because they're also not that good. Like, maybe their team's better than Tennessee's this year, but um, a lot of teams are better than Tennessee this year, so it's not much to brag about. But a team being better than a program is just two totally different things. And if you don't understand that, then, I, I again, I shouldn't talk to them. That's my fault. I fell, fell in a trap. Um, but I do want to – like I guess I'll just kick off with Pitt because Tennessee should beat Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green's probably one of the worst teams in the country this year. So Tennessee should be 1-0 <laughs> going into Pitt. Should be 1-0. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Pitt is, I mean, Pitt's going to be a really, really good team. Um, uh, they're, you know, I told you that I was reading an article and like apparently Pitt historically just doesn't have great starts to the season. Well, last year they went three and zero, and one of those wins was against Austin P. They beat Syracuse and number twenty four Louisville as well to kick off the season, um, and then finished strong. Their middle was a little shaky, but as far as starting off last year, like what I told you on Saturday, that was absolutely not true. Um, they did start three and zero. I don't know like what that means for this game, um, but I, I mean, I do know they have a returning quarterback um, in, in Kenny Pickett. They have their uh, leading rusher who had not a ton of yards on the season, but finished against Georgia Tech last game of the season, 247 rushing yards. Um, they returned their best wide receiver probably in school history at this point. Um, and then their defense ranked second in sacks with four and a half per game. So it's like this team's going to be really freaking good. And I mean, I. I just don't know what Tennessee can do to beat them. That, like, as far as we don't know anything about Tennessee, I guess that's a positive. Could be, or it could be a positive. We don't know anything about Tennessee, so that's good. Yeah, I mean that. You know, when you don't have a lot of tape on somebody, that's probably the hardest thing. Like that—that's probably the only thing working in Tennessee's favor is there's not right. a lot of tape to really go off of. So early in the season, Tennessee has the advantage. They're also playing at home. So I, I think that helps a lot. Um, yeah, both these teams should be one and zero going into that second game of the season. Um, yeah, and we'll kind of see. I mean, that that's the first real test. I mean, you said Bowling Green is one of the worst teams in the country. Yeah, they're. It's like you're going against Tennessee Tech the first game. It is yeah. a uh, Group Five opponent, but right. It wasn't when, – when did we play them? Did we play them in 2015? 15 in Nashville. In Nashville. And okay. they actually had one of, like, the best – better – or oh, better, that's not the right word. But one of the more efficient offenses in college football that year. Yeah. Or the prior year, I should say. I don't know where they finished at in 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they were pretty good. They're – and they gave us a game, right? If I remember uh, I mean, they, they scored I – I remember they scored a couple points, but I, I think – that. I mean, that was the year Tennessee's offense was – I mean, you had Kamara, Hurd, 
Dobbs, Malone, Jennings, like they, they had so many weapons offensively. And that was still when the defense was pretty solid too with, I mean, Derek Barnett and Sutton, uh, and yeah. So not, I mean, I wouldn't say gave us a game. They definitely were better that year than they're going to be this year. So. Right. They had, um, I can't remember his name now, but I think he ended up, this, this may not be right. I, he coached, I think, at that high school in quarter in QB one, first season, where in uh, Pennsylvania. What was that kid's name? You know, what I'm talking about. He went to uh, Wake Forest, and he's at Gardner Webb now. And he's at Gardner Webb now. Bowers, so, Bowers. Was that okay? So his QB coach at that high school was the guy that played for Bowling Green in '15. I can't remember his name. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll just connection there for you. There you um, I also found out today that Jason Bateman played Pepper in Dodgeball. Do you know that? Pepper in Dodgeball. Pepper needs new shorts. Old strategy, Cotton. Let's see. How oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that was Bateman? I mean, now I can see his face. Yeah. No, um, I've watched that movie a million times. I've seen that gif a billion times. Never knew that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't put it. To, I mean, but then, like. Jason Bateman, I feel like, wasn't as big then as he is now, obviously. Right. No, no, no. No, there's so, definitely. Yeah. No. But, yeah, so just you know, put two and two together. We're there. There you go. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know where you've – as far as what you stand on this pit team. I do know – I mentioned that their defense was ranked second in, in, in sacks uh, in the country, but they did lose two All-American defensive backs um, in Patrick Evans and Rashad Weaver. They do return their entire linebacking core. So I, you know, good lord, I, I, good lord, did they? Good lord, I almost said that. Um, did they lose anybody? They the only the yeah, they lost in their defense were two defensive backs, and they were both all Americans. So okay, well, that's good. That, that, no, it is good. And um, <laughs> but, I mean, I was waiting for some good news, Caleb. I mean, holy crap! No, that, no, that's what I'm glad we talked about this because I would have felt better about Pitt if I had not looked at like to see how they look this year. I mean. Um, them getting a, a sophomore in Jordan Addison that just had the best season since Tyler Boyd in school history. Like, I mean, I did not realize the good news is, is like their offense is not incredibly efficient. Um, so maybe that bodes well for Tennessee style of play this year. But if you're going to ask me how Tennessee looks going into Florida, as far as record goes, I, I've got Tennessee at two and one. I, I don't think they beat Pitt. Um, we talked about maybe they get a game they're not supposed to win this year. I don't see that as Pitt. Hmm. That's kind of heartbreaking. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's a nooner. It is a nooner. That and sometimes that helps home teams. And maybe this helps. Maybe they get some. Um... No, that hurts home teams. Son of a. We beat Auburn in a noon game. Ugh. We get some Johnny Majors love for for yeah. this game. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We, we get hyped up a little bit. Who knows? That, that's even worse for it to be a new game. We talked about how much that sucks. They're probably going to have some Johnny Majors tribute, and the crowd's just not going to be as great because they're going to be hot. When gonna they're going to start at 11 a.m., no yeah, one's going to be there. Exactly. It's going to be a noon that Saturday. It's going to be in September. It's going to be so hot. Yeah. It's going to be miserable. Um, okay, so, well, I mean, everything I just told you and everything you knew before, Tennessee going into Florida, what's Tennessee's record? It should at least be 2-1. and one. At least be two and one. Okay. And, Flo- and Florida should be two and one. They play Alabama before us, and I think that's that's big to get them 
you know, hopefully it helps. You know, they're beat up a little bit coming out of that Alabama game. And, um, I mean, yeah, I hope they Monday, don't. Probably Monday off. hope they don't end up beating Alabama because that would be unfortunate going into that next game. Yeah, I mean, unless you get the, you know, maybe get them on a hangover. Um, you don't yeah. give them a momentum maybe. Uh, but I'm with you. Looking at Florida, they are the SEC, you know, reigning SEC East champs. But, they you know, as, as far as going into Tennessee that year, they, they are going to have to play Bama just the week before. They also lost pretty much all of their production. Um, on the offensive side of the ball outside of running backs, but not like they rely much on the run game. Um, but, I mean, other than their eight running backs that they have on their roster, they lost everybody production-wise. I think they lost 39 touchdowns last season. Yeah, and it was probably Tony and um, – Kyle Pitts, Tony, Kyle and, Pitts. Tra- and then uh, Travion Grimes. Yeah. That was, yeah, so, that was probably all like 30 30- – yeah. Would you say what was the number? Uh, 39, I think. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, Kyle Pitts probably had 25 of those. So, yeah. No, he, he, I mean, that's the thing is like they do have a lot to replace. I think Emory Jones is a good quarterback. I don't, I mean, obviously he's not better than Kyle Pitts. It's hilarious. Dan Mullen, you know, has that coach speak where he's like, you know, there's a lot of passes he throws better than Kyle Pitts. Well, he's not better than him or you would start him. So, right. Or maybe he's better than him and Dan Mullen's going to look like an idiot this season. I don't know. And also, Tennessee plays. Worse when we played the backup quarterback at Florida. So that's a good um, point. You know, maybe ho- hopefully Emory Jones is the clear cut starter and we actually play them pretty well. Yeah. And, and you know, looking at this game, I, I don't have a ton of faith. I don't think Tennessee has the, you know, looking at, I don't think Tennessee's going to have the performers or the depth. I do think this Florida team's not going to be great. Um, but I don't know if, like, I don't think they're not going to be great enough for Tennessee to to make it a good game or even beat them. Um, I mean, if you look at last season, I don't know. It's just – it's. I mean, what sucks about looking at all this is if Tennessee has a good quarterback, I feel like anything can happen as far as being in games. Also, if Florida plays a tough road game in Tampa at USF, I mean, dude, they will throw out some road games in the, in their own state of Florida. That, love, like, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, they're like, "Oh, I mean, we play hard. We played this away game. We played this away game. It was in your own state, right?" So all your fans can travel to that place. It makes no sense. I'm like, dude, play a real road game. Well, you know, if if or uh, USF and UCF have been begging for those two and ones, so they're getting their two for one. Let them have them. Let them have them. Well, Danny Wyatt wasn't going to do that. Right. He was one and one. Yeah. Playing one and one, which is incredibly stupid. But it goes back to the format of college football is incredibly stupid. So it's not really Danny Wyatt's fault, but right. it's, but, stupid, to, uh, but it's it, stupid like, to say that you deserve that. Yeah. I, I don't think you really deserve it. But also, I'm not like, I'm not doing a two and one. I would say that team has to do a two and one because you know we talked about how road games. If Tennessee and Oklahoma play, for example, campus and campus, you make the same amount of money. I don't make the same amount of money bringing UCF to town as it costs me to travel. Right. So I'm not playing one and one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, don't like if you're trying to like make your your road schedule a lot or your non conference a lot better. Uh, oh, Florida's road not doing game. that, but they don't want to. Right. It's so it's so stupid. I mean, yeah, when's the last time they actually played a like a Power Five away team non conference besides Florida State or Miami? 
I would, I would guess. When, you're probably okay, come back. when's the last time they've done it outside of their own state? They, I don't think it's probably never been done. <laughs> Florida's never. never played an away game non-conference outside their state. That's a yeah. bold take. <laughs> I, th- I, I literally think it's been like twenty-five years. It's oh, I'm sure. I'm time. sure it's been a while. I, I'm confident you're right in that it's been a while. So dumb. I hate them so much. Oh, I, they're unbearable. They're and they're just everything about Florida sucks. Everything about Florida sucks. I will say this. Um, I was talking about their running backs. This is a pretty crazy stat to me, how they don't care to run the ball. They've only averaged 130 rushing yards per game in the last two years. Come on. Yeah. Mm. Probably going to have to rely on that. And, and it probably gets better with a with a true dual threat like Emory Jones. Right. I think he's listed as a dual threat. He runs a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. God, that, makes, that makes me nervous. No, for sure. Tennessee's going to struggle against them. I, I mean, I have Tennessee, and everybody in the country should have Tennessee. If anyone doesn't have Tennessee, at least with one loss on the schedule going into Missouri, they just like the people who picked Kentucky and South Carolina to win the SEC, they should go to jail immediately. Yeah, They're what insane. was that about? I don't know. I need to look no at idea. it. I don't think you can see who did it. I think they should make them reveal, though. I was seeing who they play. I mean, obviously oh, okay. they played Georgia and Florida, but their their uh, West opponents are Auburn and Texas A and M. A and M's are non A and M's are non rotating every year. So they play Auburn. I don't think they beat Auburn. Kentucky gets the luxury of playing Mississippi State as they're non rotating, um, but yeah, it's it, still so Tennessee two and two is what I have them going into Mizzou. Landon sitting at one and two, two and. Uh, sorry, two and one or three and one or two and two, something in, in that ballpark. Um, I think this Missouri team, though, I think this Missouri team is going to be pretty freaking good. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. So I was telling you, I was wrong in the sense of when they play Kentucky. So they play Kentucky the second game of the season. So Missouri okay. could be four and zero coming into Tennessee. Kentucky could be four and zero. I think going into Florida, depending on who wins that uh, Kentucky game, because both of them have incredibly. Uh, easy opponents, um, Central Michigan, Kentucky, Southeastern, Southeastern Missouri State, and I did not write down their, their fourth opponent. Do you have I it by like, chance? Yeah, I, uh, I think Boston it's, College. I was about to say, I think it's Boston College um, since I didn't write it down. But Boston College gave Clemson a game last That's year. I don't, true. I don't know That's who they point. lost or, or anything really right. about them this year, but um, Boston College is kind of turning in the right direction last season, so maybe they run into a little – a wall there before they get to, to Tennessee. Oh, 100%, 100% maybe it's possible. And that's, I think, so like after Florida, you know, all these these teams, what you think you know about them and what you're, like, you're going to actually know about them by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like Missouri could be a, a different team than what we think about, like the Connor Basilock or uh, Tyler Beatty or um, Elijah Young, maybe. Like you mm-hmm. could find out who, you know, what his impact, you'll, you'll know what his impact for the team is going to be by that point. And, and so like all the things that, are on the preseason watches and, and stuff like that are pretty much thrown out the window by game five. And um, I do think Missouri is going to be much improved. I think this is a game that Tennessee's not supposed to win, but I think it's a much more winnable game than Pitt is. Okay. Mm-hmm. That might be a hot take. I, I think Missouri doesn't. Um, I, yeah. Connor Bazelock was good um, as far as back half of the season, but they did lose to Mississippi state second to last game of the season last year. Like, they did improve, but did they make a big step? I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think their offense is just going to be an incredibly potent offense like you know Pitt potentially has. Um, defensively, they really don't bring a ton to the table. 
I mean, it's going to be better than Tennessee's probably throughout the course of the season. But I don't think they're leaps. This kind of gets into that Kentucky debate. Are they a better team? Maybe, but not by a lot. And, you know, also Tennessee probably has more questions, but more talent at those question spots than Missouri. And um, let's not forget Tennessee beat Missouri last year. That as well. And I'll, I will be fair to it and say it was before Connell Bazelock was the starter, his first starter that he went out and beat his first start. He went out and beat LSU. Um, so obviously he can win games and he's a, he's a pretty good quarterback, but yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be like, they're not going to be a force in the East. I think the, I think the bottom, I think, I think it's going to be Georgia and everybody else in my opinion. Yeah, that's probably true. A lot of, a lot of, you know, that fight in the middle is probably going to be pretty, pretty hefty. I think if left if Florida maybe just comes out of nowhere um, to, you know, they they got to replace thirty nine touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So if they do that, sure, then they'll be competitive with Georgia. But I don't know if they can do that. I don't think they can do that, which puts them with everybody else in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if if South Carolina ends up winning the SEC, I I don't even know what I'll do. Um, I feel like that's we need shape. a good bet though, since you just said that. Yeah, like shaving, like shaving my head wouldn't even do it justice. Like if I they win the East, that, but you should honor it, unlike you did that Jeremy Pruitt bet. Yeah, Ugh. didn't do that. Sorry, um, I got enough humiliation that year. So yeah, see, I shouldn't have even let you try to make that bet. I should have made you do another bet because I was stupid. But yeah, um, but yes, if South Carolina somehow wins the East, we'll figure out something to do. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a game again. Tennessee. I think this is one of Tennessee's more Winnable of the not supposed to win games. I'll get a bikini wax. If South Carolina wins it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. And we can videotape it. Obviously, I want my stuff covered because, right. you know, we're, we're, we're a family podcast. Uh, my wife said no. <laughs> well, sorry. He just made the bet. So, can't, can't go back on a bet. You can't go back on two bets. You've already gone back on a bet. You yeah, I'll do that. If South Carolina somehow wins, I'll go through the pain of – um, getting a is it if a guy gets it, is it still called a bikini wax? Yeah, I yeah. think you're waxing the areas for like wearing a, a, a in the sense of a guy wearing is it like a mankini wax? Speedo wax would I think would be the correct okay. Well, Speedo's a brand, it's like tissue and Kleenex. I don't, I don't know. Mankini um, is the it? point is you're getting hot wax around your junk, it's gonna be hilarious. So you're yeah, a 40 year old virgin, it's gonna be awesome. Scary. It's so you're actually great. cheering for South Carolina now? A little bit, yeah. Um, big Beamer guy. Shane Beamer for president. Also, like, who is Shane Beamer? I, well, I know who he is because his dad. Kind of like Derek Dooley. Right. But, like, who is Shane Beamer? I don't know. We can make fun of him in a minute, though. And I, like, I was – That team's um, terrible. Today, like, I could not think of the life of me who is Auburn's coach. And that was hilarious to me because I'm like, who is Auburn's coach? I don't know who Auburn's coach is at all. <laughs> it's Harson, I think, from Boise State. But, yeah. It, it, is, it is the guy from Boise State, but I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you his name. Yeah. Brian Harson, Bryce Harson, something like that. <laughs> something along those lines. I don't know. Um, but after Tennessee plays Missouri, I don't know if you have anything you want to mention I, about Missouri specifically. Um, you've already kind of threw out, well, I, I appreciate you throwing out that Tennessee did beat them last year. Because people, I mean, that's another thing. Like, Tennessee beat South Carolina and Missouri last year at the beginning of the season. I don't know what happened at Kentucky. I don't have a clue. I don't know what happened at halftime of Georgia. 
Or halftime at Kentucky when we just let our defensive line coach go. <laughs> that game, too, was pretty weird. Um, but, yeah, Tennessee did beat Missouri. And like that Kentucky fan you are arguing with earlier, like we spotted y'all 17 points. And then we drove the field and ran it, I think, every single time except for one. I think we had an incomplete pass. And we ran it down your throats and scored a touchdown. Like we could have done that all game, but our coaching staff was just full of morons and just didn't do it. That's another thing, too. Like, do you really want to brag about beating Jarrett Garantano? Every team in the country has beaten Jarrett Garantano. The only person that couldn't beat Jarrett Garantano is Jeremy Pruitt, which is not shocking. And Auburn. couldn't beat a lot of people. Auburn couldn't beat him. Uh, they did, actually, last year. Oh, they did. <laughs> you don't remember that freaking pick six from dang Atlanta that the dude ran back? We were in Asheville for that, weren't we? No. Yeah, I think no. we were. Were we in Asheville? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We are on a guy's trip. We That's watched it in some, like, Irish pub. I don't remember that at all. So, I mean, it probably makes sense, but I don't remember <laughs> that at all. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Speaking I, of God, I forgot. Dude, last year sucked. No, last year was not fun at all. No, never. Never. Um, South Carolina, speaking of Shane Beamer and whatever they've got going on, um, this team, I mean, South Carolina is legitimately going to be terrible. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're more depleted than we are. I mean, I think I would I, – I, I can – I feel like I can confidently say this is one of those games. I, just with the Tennessee roster, I'm scared to call it a guaranteed win or a game you should win is what I should say. Um, but, I mean, you should, right? Yeah, I mean, their quarterback this year played wide receiver last year. Well, that, in the case of Kentucky, worked out a lot better for them. But, yes. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It shouldn't, but it did. Right, it never should. I mean, that, that tells you how depleted your quarterback situation is, which goes back into, like you said, they're playing a quarterback or playing a wide receiver there. Um, yeah, yeah it, he did come in as a quarterback. I get it, but he wasn't good enough to beat out. Um, who was the quarterback last year? It wasn't Holinsky because he transferred to Northwestern. Who? It was a. It was that. Came, fr- it was a freshman. He came, no, he came from Colorado State. Mm, I don't remember. And, and I. You know, are you going to look that up? Yeah, I need to. I can't remember, but they do have Kevin Harris. I'll give them that. They do have Kevin Harris. But, but does like, Kevin like, is Kevin Harris going to be their starter? Because Marshawn Lloyd was going to be their starter until yeah, he his ACL. Right, so he'll be back. I just don't know. Even like Kevin Harris, who's, who's pretty solid. I mean, he doesn't do enough to like really move like move your offense a whole lot. Um, like, will he be impactful? Yeah, of course. Will he score some touchdowns? Sure, but. I don't know if he's gonna Colin he's Hill not win you games. Colin Hill, that's right. That's right. And then they did lose Shaw Smith, who was the yeah their really best only wide receiver. Yeah, their best player totally, and their only wide receiver threat really last year. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean this team's gonna be terrible. Uh, you know, I think their defense returns like some of their impactful guys, but their defense wasn't good last year. So what does that really matter? Yeah, I mean, they had a ton of people. I mean, we had a ton of people transfer out, but they also had guys that were just like, I'm out. Um, so, yeah, I just think they're going to get the crap beat out of them. Yeah, no, I, 
I think so too. I, and I think that I just don't think to, they can score any points. No, no. And I think that's what brings me kind of to Tennessee potentially having four wins before they hit what would be their toughest stretch of games um, throughout the season. If Tennessee has four wins after South Carolina, I'll feel a lot better about getting to to seven regular season wins. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were about to go bowl game. I'm like, eh. oh, if we have four wins before South Carolina, I'll go ahead and say bowl game. That's Vandy and South right, Alabama. but I don't think we're actually going to get to play in a bowl game. Is my point? Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, gotcha. That yeah, yeah, okay, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but yeah, that South Carolina team is, is just awful. I, I need to look and see what their actual schedule is. Um, I know they play. Yeah, Troy. I mean, they may own. They may and this may be one of those three and. Uh, three and nine years for them. <laughs> well, they do have Vandy. Four and four and eight. Four and eight, baby. With one Good SEC win. Well, they have Clemson on the schedule, which, like, you know, as far as keeping rivalries alive, I would have killed that one a long time ago. Who cares? <laughs> no one, right. no one's like, man, I cannot wait for the Clemson South Carolina game this year. Well, it used to be the other way around. Oh, I mean, kind of like the Tennessee Alabama. It kind of used to be the other way around. Um, I don't think there's ever been a – I mean, not like this. Oh, no. South Carolina's never Let's, been a, a title contender. But when Spurrier was there, they were like a top 15 team year in and year out. They used to smack the crap out of Clemson. Pull it up. I mean, yeah, but like now you're playing the number two team in the country every year at minimum. Like that's, their, that's where they're sitting at the worst. I don't feel bad for them at all. We have to do the same thing. So No, I don't feel bad for them. I'm saying I would have quit it a long time ago. Oh yeah, just like I wish Tennessee would drop the every year Alabama one. So they had a stretch from 2010 to 2013 where they won five straight. 2009 to 2013, where they was won that a, was that about when Spurrier was there? Yeah, his last year would have been Spurrier. Uh, his last year would have been 15, I think. Really? I think so. See, I was thinking Butch that. Jones played him a couple times. He's pretty Advisor guy. Did, he might have just played him twice. So 14 might have been his last year. I'm trying to remember. Uh no, 15. 15. Yeah, 15 was last year. Yeah. Yeah. 15. Yeah. So they beat them five times in that stretch. Uh so but I mean, yeah, again, like God, that's insane. Because Clemson won the Clemson won the national title in sixteen. They got beat by. I mean that that's just crazy. There the trajectory of that program. That's nuts. Yeah. But but that was like the only really long stretch they had in recent history. Like in the early two thousands with Bowden there, like Clemson Clemson still kicked their ass. Yeah. So again, yeah. I mean, whatever. We like you said, we have to suffer too. But we don't have a choice, right, or do we? That should be our stipulation. We'll let Oklahoma and Texas in. You know, everyone's trying to get like what, like you know, political. Like, how what, what can we get out of this? That that's what we should do. They can come in, get rid of the yeah. Alabama every year. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it benefits us that way, yeah, I'm all for it. But we're still having to play Alabama and then play Oklahoma and Texas too. No, hell no. I'm done with that. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> we'll get better one day, Landon. Don't hate it too much. <laughs> one day. One day. Eventually. Um, next one. Well, on I'm the already schedule. getting gray, man. I mean, I know, like. I know. 
Next, next team on the schedule, Tennessee plays after uh, South Carolina. I think of you know, the very, very winnable game in South Carolina. Probably should win game. Um, Ole Miss, which I think is going to be a very, very interesting opponent. They could be having a, a really, really good season to this point um, with just one loss to Bama. Or they could lose to Bama and Arkansas in back-to-back weeks before they see Tennessee. I think it's going to be interesting um, what Lane Kiffin can do with – um, this team, they did lose to Arkansas last year, and Arkansas only let them score 21 points in that game. Um, so we talk about this high efficient, high efficiency, um, high-powered Lane Kiffin offense. Uh, well, speaking of Missouri, Barry Odom and and uh, yes, sir, said no, sir. The mm-hmm. I just I don't see Tennessee being able to keep up with Ole Miss's offense. Um, but if you I. You talk about, you know, Florida, if they're coming off a bad week at Alabama, if you're talking about a team coming into Knoxville at 0-2 in the last three weeks or in the last two weeks, I like your chances better than I did before that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think this is one of those, again, like definitely take the over in this game, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, going to be oh, yeah. no defense, but. Uh, the what? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it, it could end like 50 to 48. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be ugly defensively, but it, it's oh, probably yeah. gonna be exciting because um, there's gonna be a lot of touchdowns scored, um, a lot of plays made on, on the offensive side of the football. Um, I just don't know. Like I, th- I think Ole Miss has the established quarterback. Yeah. Um. So that probably gives them, you know, in my opinion, the advantage in this game. But dude, I don't like watching them last year. I wasn't just like. Oh yeah, they're going to be good in a few years. No, they. I think they lost a lot offensively besides or wide wide receiver besides Elijah Moore. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you count uh, Plumley as a wide receiver, um, they kept him. So I think they did lose a lot there. And, but they, you know, they didn't have just like a ton of speed. They didn't, you know, kill you that way. They got a lot of guys open on deep balls because they just ran a really good offense. Um, they weren't necessarily burning by guys. They were catching guys on their heels, which is yeah. what Lane Kiffin does. He sets guys up, puts them in positions to make it easy. So, yeah, I mean, but it, that probably doesn't favor Tennessee's defense at all for those situations. Yeah. Got to be able to catch the football on the yeah. defensive side of the ball. And last year we could not. So, you know, hopefully we're doing a lot of ball ball drills under Willie Martinez. But, yeah, I just, I just probably think Ole Miss has the – Advantage there. Somebody at work told me this is the same guy who said we're going to go eight and four. He said Ole Miss is going to beat the crap out of us. I was like, I don't know if Ole Miss beats the crap out of us, but I would, I will call that that one a loss. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I don't think they come in here and just mop the floor with us. I think from a talent roster standpoint, there's no way Ole Miss's roster is head and shoulders better than Tennessee's. Agreed. I, I would agree with that, but I think their offense is going to be do more than yeah. more but than they Tennessee. Have, they have the quarterback, and that's quarterback. super important. Yeah, and then at that at that point, I have ten, I have Tennessee going into Alabama that um, after the bye week at not the bye week, not the bye week. Bye week's different this year. Normally the bye week, not the bye week. Um, but I have Tennessee at three and four going into Alabama. Is that right? No, it is not the bye week. Not the bye week. Okay, it's the bye week next week. So I have Tennessee at three and four going into Alabama. Um, any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, four. I I feel like four and three is it's doable. I'll say that it's doable. Uh, yeah, I think Ole Miss, Missouri, Pitt. You sh- you got to get one of you those. Like games. To go get one. You like you to go find get a way. one. Okay. 
I like that. See if we can go get one. Um, I don't really want to talk about Alabama any, so if you want to, uh, they'll probably be 6-0. and They got a new quarterback. 7-0. So. and um, Yeah, you know, I will say this. Miami, I would say like any normal year, Miami has zero chance to get against Alabama. Let's bump that up a little bit because Alabama has so many questions going into the first game of the season. And I don't just mean player questions. They don't have Lane Kiffin or Steve Sarkeesian, some of the best play callers in football calling plays anymore. Yeah, um, I'm going with Alabama and the points. So uh, I think that's a – I would not – wait, you're going to take them to cover or you're taking the over? I'm taking them to cover. Well, do you know what the spread is? It's probably like, what, 10? If it's 13. 10, I might. If it's anything – I was going to say if it's anything over 16, I'm out. Oh, yeah, I'd pro- I, I would probably agree with that. But, yeah, 13 and up, I'm going for it. 13 and less. Correct. Sorry. Yes. Okay. I, I will take Alabama. I will take Alabama to win and the over. You can put the over at 300. They're going to hit it. Yeah. Um, I will not. I don't think I'll touch the spread. Unless, like I said, it's really small. Yeah, I'm just – I still don't have faith in the ACC. I don't. Like it's. I don't. I don't think it's about that, though. It's also about – and I get Link Evan, or excuse me, uh, Nick Saban is like they're going to win. That's not what I doubt. But I don't think we're going to see the same Alabama offense that we've seen in the previous. Couple and it's not about preparation. It, it, it's legitimately about the actual in-game play calling. Okay. Do you? Even I, don't know know. Who, I don't even know who their offense coordinator is. It was a promotion. I know that. Oh. It's not a not a rehab this year. Is it? It's not Dan Enos, is it? There's no way. Is it? Let me pull it up. But anyway, I, yeah, I, I, it's it's Bill O'Brien. Oh, oh my God, they got Bill O'Brien. I didn't. I thought they promoted somebody. Where'd Dan Enos go? I don't know. They. I didn't realize they went out and got. Ben. Okay. Yeah, I forgot that they did that. Yeah. I will walk back that it's not great play calling, but I will not walk back that it's not. It's not Steve Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin. Dan Enos is the OC at uh, Maryland. Okay. I was like, there's no way Dan Enos is the OC at Alabama. Because um, he was a quarterback coach, right? Was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the quarterback coach when Interesting. Tua was there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I still don't think he's Bill O'Brien's as good of a play caller as those two, especially at the college level. Um, but definitely better than I thought they promoted, like, so does that make you want to take the spread? No, probably okay. not touching the spread. I didn't know. Probably if not touching the spread. Your mind. I'll, I'll still take the over just because of the way Nick Saban plays the game, just like the guys like Lane Kiffin do it at Ole Miss, um, just like how Hypo wants to do it and score as many points as possible and see what happens at the end. So there'll be a lot of points in the game. Yep, there'll be a lot of points. There's no doubt in that. Um, so going into Kentucky the next week, terrible, 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 terrible Kentucky. Um, in fact, the the year the guy was like, we have an SEC defensive player of the year in recent history. Uh, well, the year that he was on your roster, you still lost to Tennessee. So if we want to, again, if we mm. want to talk about programs, mm. like there's just, I don't know. I, I was running in circles with him, and I wanted to not respond. And that, that was the year we lost We lost to Vanderbilt. We did lose to Vanderbilt that year. Jeez. And we lost to Georgia State. And we, we still beat Kentucky. No, we didn't lose to Vandy in 19. 
Lost Vanny in 18. But we beat Kentucky both of those years. Yeah, I'm talking about when they – that was their best team ever. They played at home. That was in 18. We lost to Georgia State that year. But we beat we beat Vandy. 18, we played we Kentucky. Lost. 18, we played Kentucky at home. We had that Hail Mary at the half. We lost to Vanderbilt. 19, we lost to Georgia State, played Kentucky at Kentucky in Lexington. Gotcha. So, Georgia State was in 19. 18 was West Virginia was the first game. Yeah, yeah, and that was – Josh Allen, Benny Snell. Benny Snell was on 18. Correct. He wasn't on 19. Okay. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen was, on was on 19. That was when he twisted Kyle Trask ankle and tweeted back. No, him. that was Cash Daniel. That wasn't. That was Cash Daniel. Josh Sorry. That was 18. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen was the 18. 18 was Josh yeah. Allen. Yeah. 18 was Josh Allen. Um, yeah. Okay. Running in circles because we don't care about Kentucky. And I, like I was with that guy, they'll probably, I, I'm dead serious. Kentucky might be, there's potential. I legitimately think they could be. Like sitting at the same place Tennessee is three and five when they get to Tennessee. They play UTC and UL Monroe wins USC junior toss up miss state. Miss state's going to score a lot of points. I don't know if Kentucky has an offense. that can keep up with those many points. I think they'll be four and four. So you think they get USC. That's your third. And then Missouri or Mississippi state. They don't beat Florida, LSU or Georgia. They don't come close no. to beating them. No, I, I think they probably beat Mississippi state. I just don't have a lot of faith. And I think Chris Rodriguez probably and their offensive line probably runs through Mississippi state. So, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. I think Chris Rodriguez and that offensive line runs through Mississippi state. I think they win didn't, that game. Didn't they lose? Oh, no. Well, didn't they lose a lot of guys on the offensive line, or did they return those? Is that the team that returns four starters? They return, I think, one that was like an All-American. He was like a preseason okay. All-American. But, two, looking at the defensive side of the ball, they were last in the SEC in sacks, and they lost seven starters. That's true. Yeah, I just think they beat Mississippi State. I, I mean, I, I do have them written down as three and five or four and four. I, I'm going with they get, you know, probably get USC – um, and then I'm thinking they pick off Miss, Missouri and Mississippi State one. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, when I when I was talking I, about, I, I like their chances of being Mississippi State more than I do Missouri. Yes, I would agree with that. I mean, when I was I tweeted it today, I think Tennessee finishes probably fifth in the East, but has a chance at finishing above Kentucky at fourth. Whereas I don't, I don't think. I, I think Missouri is probably going to just finish better because they're going to win probably more games than they shouldn't compared to Kentucky and Tennessee. Okay. So Tennessee behind Florida, Georgia, and Missouri is what – yep. In my opinion, at least. Fourth or fifth. Yeah. God, it's still terrible. but It's not good. I didn't yeah. say it was good. I didn't <laughs> say it was good. I never said that. I don't put words in my mouth. But, yeah, I mean, it was – I think Tennessee beats Kentucky. I just don't like it's Kentucky. No, I, I mean, we spot them seventeen points. We gave them. Like it's not like their offense just scored on us. If JG is not playing in that game, they probably don't. Kentucky probably doesn't win it. Yeah, if you play Harrison Bailey like he plays the same way he did at Vanderbilt, yeah, you beat Kentucky that day. Yep. Yep. All right. Who's next? Georgia. We can skip Gross. this one too, probably. Gross. Um, Georgia, like I said, it's probably Georgia and everyone else in the East. They do have a pretty like tough schedule before they, you know, Tennessee's. Obviously, I mentioned how 
I think I like Georgia being in the back half of Tennessee's schedule. Not necessarily think it helps Tennessee in a year like this year when there's a ton of question marks. Roster's not good. Uh, First-year head coach. But, you know, they do play Clemson to open the season. I think that's in Atlanta. Um, they do have all – they always play Auburn. That's their non-rotating. Um, Arkansas was kind of a shock last year. And and can they be a thorn in, in Georgia's side? I, you know, like I said, you know, people a lot of people want to talk about how college football is changing. It seems like Arkansas was kind of just physical with everyone last year and, and at least made them competitive. If they can do that with some teams this year, could it make them competitive again? I don't see why not. I mean, dude, their roster talent-wise is insane. They Georgia, should. They stupid. should be. It should be them and everybody else in the East. It, it's it's stupid. They do lose George Pickens. Um, he tore his ACL in spring practice, but they still have Karius Jackson, Arian Smith, and then Eric Gilbert now, and Darnell Washington, and Darnell Washington. It's yeah, and then, I mean they they have that established quarterback, and I think that's going to make them because that that's been their like downfall the past. Like Jake Fromm was good to a certain extent, but he wasn't great. Um, but I think JT Daniels is a lot better than Jake Fromm was. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I just think overall quarterback-wise, I mean, I think leadership and um, and just, you know, the, the ability to win football games, that's kind of – Jake Fromm just had that. Uh, but I don't think he did anything just spectacular. He also had two really good running backs too. Um, and Nick Chubb and uh, – right. Who's the other one? Sonny Michelle. Did he just graduate? I do. I can't. They have like all those like eight running backs that have played in the last several years. I don't even remember what year they just, they just keep. They just keep like, getting yeah. the best ones every year. Yeah, right. I mean, Branson Robinson. You saw him. He looks like a freaking Marvel character. Yeah, uh, that was stupid. I still don't believe it's real. Like, I still don't believe that picture I saw was real. There's no chance. All right, we got Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, uh, South Alabama, obviously, between those two. And Vanderbilt to finish off the season. Vanderbilt is going to be terrible. I think there is a, I think there is a legitimate chance, a legitimate chance they've only won one game before they see Tennessee. And it's going to be either UT, ETSU or UConn. They'll probably be ETSU, but they do play Stanford. They're not beating Stanford. No, that's, I'm just saying they play Stanford. Oh, okay, like that's a non-conference game. Good for them. Is it on the road? No, I think it's a home game. No, I mean at least they're playing like a quality opponent. I mean, unlike Florida, at least Vanderbilt's got more balls in Florida. There you go. <laughs> I don't know how that's a weird game to get established. It is weird. Um. Yeah, no clue how that happened. All the private schools. You know, you say they'll you say they'll beat or ETSU. I mean, ETSU might have more scholarship players than Vanderbilt right now. After last year and that mass exodus, <laughs> that's like that that might be real. I don't know. That would be if they lost ETSU. Holy crap, that'd be hilarious. I would love it. I mean, I'll obviously be rooting. For if I'm ETSU, if that should be the deal, if you have less scholarship players. You have to come to our field. I like that. I'm in. Sold. Sold. They also their other non-conference game is Colorado State. So, yeah, they have a chance to win that game, but mess would, with the Ram, get the horns, baby. I would have Easton. I'd have them beat ETSU or, or UConn before I had them beaten Colorado State. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say right now, Vanderbilt would be lucky to win three games next year. I was, I was going to say, let's say that at mid, at the most, they've won three games before Tennessee. That's their ceiling. That's that is terrible. that is their ceiling. That is their ceiling. Tennessee should can you know keep it at three. Um, there's absolutely no reason to lose to Vanderbilt ever, pretty much. Um, but especially this year. Yep. Especially this year. So we'll, of course, talk about all these games as they come up each week. I think it's fun to look at them um, before the season, like kind of try to decipher where teams will be. Uh, we've had, you know, some of these interesting conversations on implica- implications it could have in the East, um, where teams may sit. Let's – so where do you have Tennessee finishing? I know you said Georgia and everyone else. That's your opinion of it. So where do you have Tennessee finishing? I think fourth is probably realistic. It's also hopeful kind of too. I think it's a little hopeful. I think I think I think ceiling though, but you do have to have the right things fall your way. Unfortunately, you play um, Alabama, but Missouri's not are rotating this year. Is A and M? They're non-rotating is Arkansas, I believe. Or no, that wouldn't be right. They're rotating would be. They play Auburn, right? So that so they're non-rotating A and M, and then Auburn's are rotating. Um, so in that case, you're looking at like maybe Missouri chips kind of fall your way. If you beat them, now you have a chance to finish third. So I think I think third's more on the hopeful side than fourth, just because right. I think if the you know you have to probably have things. I don't think Tennessee can go win enough games this year to just be outright third. I think you kind of have to have things fall your your way. To but I think it's possible. Um, again, very, I, I very think hopeful. Tennessee, like from a Ross again, going from the roster standpoint, they should have more talent than Kentucky and Missouri. Now they just got a better quarterback. If they have better quarterback play, they're going to be both those teams. I'm not confident better roster than Missouri just because. I don't know what Missouri has as far as – and Tennessee lost so much this offseason. Tennessee lost right. so much. That's my only fear. Kentucky – Recruiting-wise, you should have – You should the have last couple, The last couple of recruiting classes. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that too. Um, and then, I mean, Kentucky, they lost their two best players last year. Um, they didn't really bring much back defensively. I just don't see how Kentucky could possibly be good this year. Uh, I'm, I'm sick about talking about Kentucky today. Yep. I hate Kentucky. I get it. I did it way too much. It's my fault. I'm an idiot. Um, okay. Graham said, please get my mind off women's gymnastics at the Olympics. I don't ever want to get my mind off the women's gymnastics at Olympics. <laughs> um, so, speaking of recruiting, Tennessee does have some uh, some big, possibly big recruiting news. Um, obviously, you've seen Walter Nolan trending Tennessee's way um, after not even making his top eight and then he redid his top four, is that what you five. Top five? And yeah. Tennessee did find themselves in that after a coaching staff change. More big news. Announced today that he – well, I don't know if it's been confirmed. It has been rumored, I guess, is the way to say it. Walter Nolan's enrolled It, it has been. Mark Packer put it out there that he is enrolled at Powell High School. Does Mark Packer have access to these reports, though? I don't know. He said it, so I'm going to go off that. Um but yeah, it, it has been rumored for quite some time that that Walter Nolan is was headed to East Tennessee, um, where he was going to go to school. That was kind of up in the air, but it looks like he has found his home at Powell High School. But with Mark Packer said, um, he has yet to hit the practice field, so we'll see where that happens um, or, or when that happens, and uh, and see him in a black and orange. But uh, from a Tennessee standpoint, I mean that's. You got your name in the hat with the top five, and then you got him right in your backyard. I mean, that's yeah, no, for sure. And I just I, I tw- looked at his name on Twitter real quick, so I need to I need to share this take with you. 
Okay. Um, this is from Vols Picks. It, this is bad. Um, he said Pruitt signed Rodney Garner back in December. So in all honesty, if UT gets Walter Nolan, it's because of Garner and Pruitt recruiting him last year. Oh, so Jeremy Pruitt gets the credit. Jeremy Pruitt gets the credit. Oh. Yeah, this is like he he gets credited with this one. This is okay. great. This is fantastic. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no. Um, I don't think that at all. I'm no, not giving Jeremy any, Pruitt credit for I anything. I don't know how any sane person can do that, especially after when Jeremy Pruitt was the head coach. He didn't even put Tennessee in his top eight. So – that's yeah. a weird thing. Yeah, and props for Josh Heupel and and you know obviously Rodney Garner too for getting back in that one. You know I don't I don't know the reasoning why he moved to East Tennessee. I know Marlon Walls, his coach at St Benedict in Memphis, um, resigned as their coach. I don't know where he's coaching at or if he's coaching anywhere in East Tennessee. But Walter Nolan is here, and uh, I think there was kind of you know maybe some stuff up in the air about where he wanted to go to school and in what state. Um, Cashville Vol said Vols Picks is the worst part of our fan base on Twitter. I'll agree. That's <laughs> why I want to read off that really stupid take. I mean, all the tweets are stupid, so I guess I could just go read all of his tweets. But there I did go. feel like since I searched Walter Nolan's name um, and the only reason that one was at the top is because it had four quote tweets telling him how stupid he is. Nice. So. Um, but, yeah, I think that's big. He's the number one player in the country per ESPN. I think 247 has him as the number three, um, number, number one defensive lineman. And uh, his high school has already been changed to Powell in 247. So, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Um, but, yeah, it's a 15-minute drive from University of Tennessee to the uh, gates of Powell High School. So, pretty easy drive. I would be there probably every day just uh, checking in on him, seeing if we can do anything for him, um, get him some NIL deals, maybe set up as soon as he signs that. You, you mentioned how close the closest university was. Did you mention how close the closest McDonald's was? And then my question, too, is is Powell also partnered with McDonald's? No, but they have Bojangles. I think we moved up <laughs> in the world. Uh, we, okay. Bojangles is right next door, so I think we should just do the, the Bojangles system. Do they put those in the Bojangle boxes, or do they have? Do they still use brown paper bags? Uh, I, they, I think they have white paper bags. Okay, so either white paper bags, or do they use the box that you get, like your, your bow meal in? You probably get more stacks in the bag. I would think so too. And you can also roll the bag up, but a rolled up bag kind of looks like it doesn't, it looks suspicious. Whereas like a box that says bow time on it, not as suspicious. Yeah. And maybe throw him a couple bow rounds too. I mean, like, bow let's, bow let's keep that weight. He's six, four, 300. Keep that weight up. Give me a thousand dollars in a bowberry biscuit and I'll go to your school. Exactly. Yeah. It's that simple. Two bowberry Two bowberries. Already signed. They're like 99 cents for two, I think. Yeah. Just fax me the, the deets and, yeah. and we're, we're going. Um, credits pal. They're, they're really hot on the recruiting show right now. Um, they are the pipeline to East Knoxville. I've heard is really strong. Um, apparently Memphis now. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he ends up at pal, but he is, you know, I just like, he's going to dominate. Fate. He's going to dominate five, a fate. Fate. Yeah. Can't absolutely. Fight fate. absolutely. Um, can't fight fate. I mean, I was just watching his highlights today. There's not one person. There's not one no, this is no offense to any kid in 5A in East Tennessee. There's, there's not you a know. kid in the state of Tennessee that can block him. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he's the number one player in the country. If you're blocking him, you should be up there in the top ten probably. 
Um, and I don't mean like you blocking them with your guard and double team and then your center that has to come over and help the double team. <laughs> and even, and even that, then, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's enough. Um, good luck. Yeah. Um, and, and also, like, I mean, what's going to happen with that? Because teams aren't just going to – they're not going to let that go. I mean, they're they're going to do some digging in all this. We're going to see. It's going to be interesting. I mean, here's my question. If you didn't catch them before, you didn't care to catch them before at TWSAA, TWSAA, you're worse than the NCAA. Um, if you didn't catch them before, do you care to catch them now? Yeah. I don't know. I will say this. If, uh, if he doesn't end up at Tennessee, I think all the PAL coaches should be fired. I'm with that. I'm in. I mean, I, I just – I don't like, know what power that – you know, I don't know how who we call to get that exact deal structured. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'm in. The ball's in your court. I mean, they're – they're they're like school song is Rocky Top, right? Their fight song? They do play Rocky Top as their fight song, which seems cheap to me. I, but I'm just saying, like, if you have, if that's your fight song, you bring in the number one player in the country and he doesn't go to Tennessee, that's on you. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I also – I mean, I – this is all in fun. I actually like some of the pal coaches, so this is all in fun. But yeah, like that's on you. I will, oh, I don't. I personally will like campaign to fire you against yeah. you, even though if like I'm going to campaign to fire you because that's yeah, it's part of best, this, doing, this is my doing, team. I don't care about pal. This is my team. We're just doing business. Um, <laughs> this has nothing to do. I don't. I don't really know any of the pal coaches. This has nothing to do with them personally. Um, I, I, I frankly don't care what's going on, um, but it is fun to make jokes about how a kid from Florida via Memphis ends up at a school in Knoxville, Tennessee, that's been accused of recruiting a lot. So if you don't expect me to run with that joke, <laughs> you're just don't have a sense of humor. So I'm sorry. Um, it not only ended up at a school from a school that is like, act, like advertises that they actively recruit the best talent in the country. You got a kid from there. Yeah. It's like Vanderbilt getting a kid from Alabama and being like, he just wanted to come here. I mean, Andy I thinks why. he's recruiter of the year. That's not true at all. Actually, it's not even like Alabama. It is like – it's like Carson Newman getting a kid from Alabama. Not just a kid from Alabama. Like one of Alabama's best players. I don't know what they offered him, like Jeff Bezos' rocket, Jeff Bezos' wife, but they offered him that to get him there. And then people were like, how did you get him? And then him being just like – he just wanted to come here. I don't know. Just showed parents, up. Yeah. His parents yeah. loved Jefferson City, Tennessee. Um, they loved Carson Newman. That they just wanted to come here. I mean, I know there's some good things on Emory Road, but it's it's kind of wild. It's wild. No, I'm in that East Knoxville crime page. I think I feel like Emory Road's posting on all the time. Really? <laughs> oh, I'm not. Well, it's also a really long road. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, a it, lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're on that. If, there's a crime committed. Yeah, the chances are it's probably on Emory Road. That or kicks to bike. It's one of the two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Longest, longest road or first road in the state of Tennessee, I think. Oh, really? First state road in the state of Tennessee. Something like that. I don't know. There you go. The tight end millionaire at Tennessee should be offering him an NIL right now. Agreed, Graham. Agreed. The power uh, coaches should be working that deal out I mean, too. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm saying this like I mean, Walter Nolan could seriously like being the number one player in the country. If he came to Tennessee, he's already playing at Pal. You know, a lot of people are going to be there to see him play right. and watch him play. There, there's going to be a lot of money to be made at the University of Tennessee. That's my recruiting pitch to Walter Nolan. I don't know if he's listening. I've um, got a spin zone for you then, for all you Pal coaches. I've got a spin zone. He wanted to come establish his roots in a high school in Knoxville. We had nothing to do with it. 
he wanted to come establish his roots. So when he gets to Tennessee and he's working on NIL deals, he is established. He's a home. He's a hometown guy. There you go. That's why yeah. I wanted to be here. We don't know how he ended up here, but that's what he told us when he got on the campus. We didn't talk to him until he was enrolled, and that's what he told us. Hometown, born and raised. He wanted to be a hometown guy. We don't know how he ended up in North Knoxville. Housing market's crazy, but they found a house in Powell somehow. There you go. I love it. I, I, I mean, it's funny. You did see Tennessee trending. You knew he was coming to East Knoxville. or he, You knew he was coming to East Tennessee, so you knew the announcement was going to be coming soon. And right. today, sure enough. Pile. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what's funny is like you you heard well, – I mean, when that rumor – like someone dropped that rumor, what, a month, month or two ago that he might be coming to East Tennessee? Yeah, it was a while ago. And I was expecting Catholic. Like that made right. a ton of sense. And then Yeah, because I mean, no offense to Powell, no offense to 5A. No, but yeah, there's, there's better competition being played in Catholic's division. They can also McCall- recruit right. like, the rules that you don't play. Right. But they play Macaulay. They play – um, or offer scholarships. I don't know if they can recruit. Yeah. Brentwood Academy, you know, teams that put out a lot of D1 players year in and year out. Right. And so, like, I thought that was the easy one. Then you see all this stuff start trending, and I'm like, oh, well, he's probably going to be in East Tennessee. Sure enough, Mark Packer is dropping the bombshell today. Pow. Pow. Yeah, I mean, Pow. like – Walter Nolan. We kind of talked about it. Like, when that was rumored, you're like, oh, yeah, Catholic, you know, maybe Maryville. Maryville uh, probably would have made more sense than Powell. No offense to Powell, but I mean, if we're talking about like, but, that, but that's that's not Maryville's kind of that's not their go-to, right? They don't. No, but but if someone was like, I'm going to transfer East Tennessee to play football, everyone knows Maryville and Alcoa. Oh yeah, that's what I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, and six A, like if if you're not playing in the division that Catholic is, you want to go play in six A. Competition wise. Yeah, for sure. Jesse Smith just put out an article and said that somebody in Memphis confirmed. That okay. So I know it's already been confirmed, but there has been an article written about it now. Let's go, um, dude. I won my bets today. On I had a Nolan coming to Powell? No, uh, no, that was not a bet. Um, <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, nope. Not getting me with that one. Um, no, I, I did the Dodgers-Giants money line parlay. That hit. Got the the fifty percent profit boost on on DraftKings shout out, and uh, and then I did the over in the Chicago White Sox and Brewers game, and that hit. Love it, love it. I didn't, I didn't make any bets today. I've kind of wanted to bet on the Olympics, but I haven't looked into it much, so I'm not sure. Don't bet on the basketball team. Actually, I did. I did win a bet with the basketball team. I picked them first Oops. quarter first quarter money line and won. They're great in the first quarter. Everything else, trash. Love it. All right. We've got some questions. Uh, we did have a question. I've got one here from Graham real quick. Okay. If and when you get to basketball, what do you think of Kentucky offer, offering Case and Wallace late in the recruiting cycle? Yeah, I mean, they're they're going to throw their name in the hat. But uh, yeah. I, I think it, it also has to – I think Tennessee has established that relationship and they offered a lot earlier that's to say yeah. something to that kid like hey you're pretty important over here at, at tennessee and also we just beat kentucky out for a, a five-star point guard the year before so yeah and i mean i think kentucky too kind of has the luxury of being able to get in late and still being an effective you know pitch um so i don't think it necessarily you know it doesn't elevate tennessee's chances a ton but tennessee has been in it for a long time 
So I don't think Kentucky getting in on it like hurts Tennessee that much. Yeah. Know, maybe. We did have one question. It was, um, if you could only go to one game at Neyland this fall, which one would it be? I'm going to Ole Miss. I it's a winnable game, and it's going to be fun. Yep. A lot of storylines in that one. And storylines. Um, you know, obviously Lane Kiffin, but I think the, the high-powered offenses, too, going up against one another is going to be something to see. It's going to be a new thing for Tennessee to be considered a high-powered offense because that's something we have not seen in a long time. So, since uh, – when was the last time we had a high power dog? Tyler Bray? Uh, um, you might be able to say sixteen was high powered. I don't know. That's true. I, I, that's probably true. I would. I'd probably. I mean, you had a ton of weapons. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, I'd probably say that was pretty high powered. Yeah, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, just yeah. think the last time we had a high powered offense, me and you could not drink. I was going to drink in 16. We could both drink in 16. That was our first year. Of being I drank a lot in 16. A lot. That was our first year to be able to yeah. drink. That's right. That's right. You tackled Amos, a deer. That's 2021. I did tackle a deer. That was weird. I wasn't there for that. Not a real deer. It was a fake yeah. one. We'll let the people decide. <laughs> you decide. I thought, I thought it was fake. <laughs> That'd be a great story if it was real somehow. In fact, we got close to it. Um, okay. Uh, any other questions? No. So it looks like Jesse's Smith confirmed with Walter's dad that he is enrolling. A Memphis reporter confirmed with Walter's dad. Yeah. I've got the article here. Um, really okay. not much new except do with this information what you – I'm just going to say the information. Um, you all can speculate. I'm not going to speculate on it. But Jesse reached out to – uh, pal head coach Matt Lowe and also administrators and no com like no response. Okay. So do with that what you will. Mm. Okay. He also reached out to Walter Nolan and no response. So do with that what you will. Mm. He isn't at the price field yet, so he's I not. guess he's he's not I'm not saying it's hundred percent done until he's in a pal uniform. How about that? I'm with you. I mean his dad did say it though. Yeah, and we'll maybe we'll he will be in Neyland Stadium in two and a half weeks if he's on the roster. If he's at Powell, yes, yes. There you go. There you go. All right. Most important of the week. Um, most important. I only got one. I have one too. It's a uh, Monica Abbott through four games. The Lady Vol legend in the Olympics. Is uh leads the Olympics in the following categories innings pitch with 17, ERA 0.00, a lot of zeros, strikeouts 28, complete games two, saves two. Just a freaking stud. I mean, yeah. like, she's, I mean, I know it's softball, but she's got to go down as one of the best athletes oh, to come through for sure. So, props to how many gold medals does she have? Do you know, three ton. Three? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it sucks that you can only get one in softball, whereas one, swimming yeah. you can get like 25. Right. Or right. in gymnastics well, you can do the same to thing. To be too. fair, to get a ton, and just like gymnastics, like you have to – You have to be on top of your game. Like, yeah. Not that. I mean, just like the energy you have to give on any given day. Like those races and stuff, are those like back to back to back. 
Yeah, like I'm not taking anything away from from Biles right. or, or. I, I know you're else. you're right that it's it's much you physically cannot do it in softball. Like there's only one given out. Right. Whereas swimming, they're at least there. Um, but it's still like insane to win more than one. Yep. Insane. What you got? Uh, my first one is the Savannah Bananas baseball team. Minor, I think they are like a summer league team too. Now I think they used okay. to be minor league. Um, Bill Leroy, which sounds like a baseball player from 60 years ago, but he is not. He is at the University of North Georgia right now. Um, he announced his himself walking to the, his at-bat. Did you see this video? I did see that. That's Dude, pretty cool. Freaking electric. And then throws the mic. I'm like, this isn't a bat flip, homie. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I love that they had no – like the catcher's like, is, is that you? <laughs> he looks at him like – Sir, are you going to hit with that thing? Play, play ball. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It was, a, it was a good one. I actually do have one more, but I don't know how to explain it well. But did you see the Elam ending? So most Elam endings, which is how the, the basketball tournament ends their games, mm-hmm. um, typically the team leading wins. Like that's just the way it goes. Um, always always a Brave, whatever team that is, beat the Hoopville Warriors. Um, it was the first of 74. And at one point they were up 72, 63 and always a brave who was had 63 ended up winning 74 to 73. Dang. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. Tennessee's team was terrible. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Moving on. Fail of the week. Not uh, Tennessee's team. Fail of the week. Fail of the week. And this isn't really like, it's not a big fail of the week. I just thought it was funny. The basketball team with their shirts off. Um, no ease pawns. Um, so it wasn't that impressive anymore. <laughs> or Admiral Schofield, for that matter, was and, and Grant were pretty jacked. Um, this team, I think, is going to be very guard-heavy mm-hmm. from the looks at them with their shirts off flexing. <laughs> I like that. Also, Justin Powell looks 15 years old. And, and like he's never seen the sun. Yes. Which may be a good thing. He's just in the in the gym, dude, getting it's his fair. game on. Maybe a good thing. Um, I have a couple stupid like stupid stuff. I don't really have any fails. Um, it's up to you. If you want to roll it yeah, out there, or we can save it. Or I think I'm gonna save that one for stupidity. I I do have like a I don't know. If this is exactly a fail. Did you see the kayak race to get a home run ball at San Francisco the other day? No, I didn't. Um, so it's two guys like racing for a home run ball in the bay. And they collide. Nice. But like the one guy clearly beats him to the ball. The other guy hits him and he's pissed about it. He's like pissed that he got in the way. I'm like, you, you knew what you were doing. I, I just don't get why you get mad about that stuff. Right. Like, people are stupid. People are stupid. Yeah. I hate people. So maybe that's stupidity too. There you go. Also, the whole like kayaking in the bay for maybe a chance. Like, how many home runs actually go into the bay? It can't be many. <laughs> yeah. There's no way it's. It, it even accounts to one a game. No way. Like you might get one. Maybe. 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 That's all I got. That's it, guys. It's, it's been a good one. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back Thursday night, new slot, same time, different day. Yeah, Bojangles um, on out there next to Pal. If you listen to this, hey, just get ready. We're calling <laughs> on you to do the drop through. Is about to be. Do the, do the Lord's work for us. Um, yep. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.